Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. So you like hockey? Congratulations. You're amongst the smartest sports fans in the world. Want to fight about it? Join me, the Hockey Troll, and that snack, Polly Cupcakes, every Monday and Thursday on the official Caps Chirp podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL, your Washington Capitals. Not only do we bring you the best Washington Capitals coverage, but we've got the hottest takes and the tastiest content. Tune in wherever you get your podcast and at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. Chirp us on all social media platforms at Caps Chirp. See you beauties and benders there. This is the Grit and Barrett Podcast, a podcast devoted to the 11-time Calder Cup champion, the Hershey Bears. We talk Hershey Bears, the American Hockey League, and all the hockey news that matters to me. This is high energy, unfiltered, and at times unfocused hockey talk from a hack. And now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to the Grit and Barrett podcast, ladies and gentlemen. It is a Tuesday, November 9th. How the hell is everyone? It is great to finally be able to record this on a on a Sunday night for everyone after you've gotten done enjoying your hockey or just enjoying your weekend in general. But most importantly, it's it's nice for me to be able to finally do this podcast without my voice being torn to shreds on a Sunday night, nor collapsing from being completely tired from a certain other job. But this past weekend for the Hershey Bears was the first of few three and three weekends for the chocolate and white, 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 white. I can talk Friday, Saturday and Sunday. That's what a three and three is, ladies and gentlemen. How come you don't see a lot of this in the NHL? Well, because it's the NHL. That's why. So we got a lot on our plate to get to. We had travel. We had games. Let's get right into it. There's a lot to cover this weekend because we go all the way back. We go back to Friday night as the Bears took on the Springfield Thunderbirds, proud affiliate of your St. Louis Blues. And it was a reunion of sorts. In fact, it was a reunion weekend for the Bears, but we'll get to that a little bit later. Former Bear Nathan Walker, loved by the Hershey Bears. Part of the 15-16 final squad. First Aussie born to qualify for an NHL team. Scored his first goal in his first professional game with the Capitals. In fact, that same jersey that he wore was sent to the National Hockey Hall of Fame there 
in Toronto. Oh, cool. He's His jersey's in Toronto. I'm sure the Capitals could really appreciate a man of his talent. No, he was he was uh, shipped off two years ago. Yeah. Yep. Call him up in D.C. Have your moment on NBC Sports Network, and then bye. Well, don't you want to keep him around? No, he's a fourth. He's a bottom six winger at best. We got no room for him. We got to get our Garrett Hathaways and uh, Nick Doubts. And we also got to have our uh, checks notes, Devontae Smith-Pellies. No, no, no. Can't, don't talk about him. Uh, other overpaid free agent bottom six guys. Because who the hell cares about developing your prospects in your minor league system? Let's just overpay for former Penguins and pass their prime. I'm yelling, aren't I? I'm I'm yelling. Sorry. <clears throat> anyway, anyway, Walker's with the Blues farm system, which was the San Antonio Rampage, but is now the Springfield Thunderblades. So it was nice to see him. It really was. He's enjoying his new girlfriend, his new bae, and they're lovely. They're lovely, lovely, lovely. He even has an alternate A on his jersey. And this was the first time we got to see the Springfield Thunderboys this season. Undefeated in regulation. This season, are they frauds? Are they legit? Let's find out. Fun watching this game at work on my cell phone. And... I love the Mass Mutual Center. It's a nice it's a nice arena. It's got some frills in it, including some old um let's just say there's some uh PlayStations. Oh no no boys and girls. Original PlayStations. Not PlayStation 3s. No no no. Original PlayStation, PlayStation 2, Nintendo 64 are all there. And some oh I don't know, life-size Jenga blocks, you know, fun things for people to do while you're there. There's a small team store in the corner. It's a lovely building. Fun fact, they actually hosted an AHL All-Star game there. Why did they do that? Oh, I don't know. The AHL is based in Springfield, Massachusetts. Anyway, the Bears started out the scoring by Cody Clark, who got a big, dirty, greasy, grimy rebound goal and just shoveled it under. Was that in goal? Is that Louis Doming? No, that's 35? Charlie Lindgren! Hefty lefty! That's what happened to you! Oh, Charlie, it's good to see you. How are the kids? Seriously, we love Charlie Lindgren. Dude bought his time with the Montreal Canadiens. Wasn't exactly going to be the heir apparent to, uh, to Carey Price. But he stayed in the farm system and bought his time just in case something happened to Price. And the Bears always did well against him. So, always fun to see Charlie. Cody Clark gets on the board one nothing early. And I'm like, okay, can we hang with these guys? Can we play? Uh, no. About 90 seconds later, uh, Springfield's in the zone. Nice circle, to sp- circle passing. Pass, pass. Todd in front scores. Oh, that's Springfield Thunderbirds. They are good at the hockey. They are really good at the hockey. All right. We go on into the second, and we're trying to get the speed game going with these guys. And you realize with Springfield, as I'm watching them, they have speed, yes, but they have skill. They are fast, 
and they are skilled. I don't know about big and skilled, but they are fast and they are deep because you have Nathan Walker. You also have Sam and and <laughs> I'm not saying that last name. You also have Nick Stevens, who was former Bears John Stevens' kid for all you old timers out there. So that's a good thing. Hmm? But you just kind of had this feeling that Springfield was going to get that skill on, on the Bears. It was going to get them. And Zach Fukali, bless him, played great. Was playing good. We get into the second. And just, again, you know, I, I like what the Bears were trying to do. They were really trying to hang with Springfield. And they were. But power play gets set up. And a shot from Todd, again, gets deflected by Stevens. And it's into the net. And it's 2-1 Springfield. And I was thinking, oh no. Oh no. The Bears are starting to hit that two-goal wall. We can't score more than two goals. And I get concerned when we get to this. Because I was sold on this team being an offensively talented team. And I don't want to see guy. I, I want to see this team thrive, not just survive. And also... Early on in the third, we get to the third period. Brian Pinho goes to chase down an icing, beats it, and gets crunched into the board. Ooh, that didn't look good. And he comes up favoring his right arm. Uh-oh. That's not good. Gets off the ice. Okay, it's a stinger. It's just a little stinger. He'll be okay. He'll be fine. He's going down the tunnel. Okay, okay, okay. Just, just get him some Advil. Rub some Robitussin on it. I've heard that does wonders. Just put a little Robitussin on it. Is he back on the bench? We come out of a television timeout. No, he's not back on the bench. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Oh, God. Das Wunderkind's up in D.C. So is Protoss. Bobby Nardella's still injured. And we, do, we cannot afford to lose goal scorers. So we go on into the third. And still more and more of Bears trying to get shots in. But bless Lindgren, he's standing tall. And I'm like, we're going to lose this game, aren't we? We're going to lose to these guys. I mean, they're talented. They are. They're really good at what they do. But we're going to lose to these guys. We're going to lose in Springfield. Sorry, everyone. Just trying to adjust some volumes here. Sorry about that. We're going to lose to these guys. And... Oh, man, I don't want to have to deal with this. I really don't. I don't want to deal with them. But suddenly, from there on the boards, it's Cro Cody Franzen. He throws one on goal and... Uh, oh, my God. He scored. It's in. Cody Franzen from the boards. A flutter snipe. Just beats Char... That's what beats him? Just a weak little floater on net. That okay, three minutes and change to go, and it we're tied at two, and we're going to overtime. All right, we nicked a point. We nicked a point on the road in division. I'm okay with this. We go to overtime and we press our luck. It's some decent action between the boys. They try to get into the speed skating game up and down, and the and they get some chances at once at, at the Bears and one end nothing, and in comes Sam. Ennis, Ennis, just, I'm going to say that wrong, just skates in, deeks past AJ, 
Oh God! Walks in past past Pilon. Who's guarding him? Shot scars. Well, Sam Ennis wins it for the Springfield Thunderboys in overtime. The score: Springfield three, Hershey two, in overtime. Let's just get on the bus and go home. Let's just go. You got a point. I'm not going to be too upset about it. Um, yeah, it sucks. In the three-on-three overtime, you just let you just let Sam waltz right on in and score. But you know they're the best team in the league for a reason. You go into their house and you nick a point. Fine, fine. Get on the bus. It's a long ride back home. How long, boys and girls? You ask. That's five and a half hours. I, I've we've done that. We've done that. That's five and a half hours from Western Massachusetts down to Hershey. Heard from the lads that they got back at 3 a.m. Anybody up for morning skate tomorrow? No? Just me? Okay. So, yeah. The boys are... So the boys have to go back at it on a Saturday night. Back at home. Back in action. Nice-sized house that showed up. I mean, wow. (laughs) This is a lively crowd tonight. I get there on a Saturday night. Decent weather, a little crisp here in the mid-state, but a good day, good park weather. Stupid park conditions, but good park weather. You know, drop my beloved off, go to the park for about an hour and a half with a friend of mine, do some walking, get some cardio, ride some rides, and it's time to go to Giant Center on a Saturday night. Providence comes to town to take on the Bears, old foes going at it, and... You know, my our little Bear Cubs son, Petey, if you're watching along the video, here he is. He's adorable. Hi. That was just him saying hi. He's standing here. No, you can't be here while Daddy works. So, put you right back there, son. So, Providence comes in, and they skate out. And I'm watching them, and I'm like, oh, oh, they have new uniforms? Providence has new uniforms. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Oh, cool. All right, guys, I'll be right back. I got to go see these. Excuse me, pardon me, pardon me, excuse me, down front to see these bad boys. Now, for those who don't know, why am I so obsessed about unis? Well, first off, I have ADHD, so colors attract my attention. But in the American Hockey League, teams typically fall into two camps. You have teams that wear carbon copies of their NHL counterpart, or teams that wear their own unique brand. Now, very rarely do you have a team that wears their own unique take on their team's colors. The Lehigh Valley Phantoms are one of these. They do this, we'll deal with them in due time. But Providence was one of these teams. Like, they would wear the black and the gold and the white but they would, they'd have a lot of striped variations or they'd have the straight black with the um, uh, Half Moon Boston Bruins logo. For all of you uh, 
The Bruins fans, you know the one I'm talking about. But typically it was a spoked P, and they'd they'd focus more on gold instead of more of black, if that makes sense to a lot of people. But Providence always had their take, their spin on the Bruins. So to see them have new unis, okay, let's see what these bad boys look like. And I go down, and I see these. They are black unis with the gold spoked P, don't laugh, with gold numbers, a gold uh, waist striping with gold numbers and gold letters. And if it sounds like I'm being disappointed by this, it's because I am. They have the Bruins insignia on the shoulders, and I just sigh and I go, oh, Providence, you did it. It, it, it happened. Look, again, let me be honest with a lot of people on here. A lot of clubs of, origi- of original six teams will typically wear carbon copies of their original six teams. Why? Because they're timeless unis. The Rockford Icehogs do it. Um, the Grand Rapids Griffins do not, but they do have a Detroit Red Wings version of their jerseys. The Toronto Marlies, yes, they carbon copy the Maple Leafs. Les Rocket de Laval do their own spin on the red, white, and blue of Quebec. Providence, well, Hartford does straight-up copies of the New York Rangers. Um, I would argue that they might, might have their own take on the navy blue unis, but you look at them and you know New York Rangers. But Providence was one of those that had their own unique take on the black, gold, and white And it seems like, not no more as they don't, they are now straight carbon copies of the Boston Bruins. That's, sorry, that's tough to see. But anyway, my general thoughts on these unis are meh, meh. They're okay, okay. I mean, out of Providence, I expect better. I have more than my fair share of Providence unis in my collection, but... Yeah, eh, just disappointing. We'll see how these bad boys hold up when they head up to Providence soon. So, the boys get at it, and Bears traveled. Providence traveled a bit. So, I'm expecting the boys to have that extra jump, that pep in their step. And who's the goalies of this? Okay, it's Phoenix Copley. And who else? Who, uh... Gillies? Some guy named Gillies? Trevor Gillies? No, not Trevor Gillies. John Gillies from Chambersburg. Okay. I have no idea who this guy is, but okay. And the Bears press early. They try to use speed against this Providence team. And truth be told, I don't know what to expect out of this Providence squad. They've been okay the past couple weeks to start the season. And one could take this as, oh, the Providence-Boston pipeline is finally dried up. However, they do have guys in their system that Boston really wants. There's this kid named Moore, number 28. They're really high on him. And they've got talent. And once Providence gets going, you typically want to get out of their way on the I-95 corridor. And in a standard Providence and Bears tilt, it was nothing-nothing after one even though the Bears outshot their opponents and were the better team. 
Honestly, they were. But it's still Providence. It's an annoyingly frustrating team. And later on in the second, about midway through, the Bears couldn't collect the puck from underneath, from behind the goal line. One of the Bruins swipes it, throws it out in front to Stefan Fogarty, and he scores. After before that, the Bears had a solid, and I mean solid, two-minute run. Okay, two minutes, a bit of exaggeration, but a 90-second run in the Bruins zone. The Bruins were flat-footed and stick and waving sticks out in the open. We had them. We freaking had them. When you have a team that's tired, and you can see it, they're gassed. They are done. You've got to take advantage. And their goalie cannot cover the puck to save their lives. In a team that is as gifted as the Bears is, you have nothing to show for that. And then to have Providence go down, turnover, behind the net, throws it in front, and there's Fogarty, and it's in the net. Deflating. Because you know you're... You're playing better than them. And yet you still couldn't do it. Yikes. one nothing Providence. But some good news, though. It was another reunion of sorts. As Aaron Ness and Tyler Lewington made their returns to Hershey. And they got video package. One big video package for both. And they stick-tapped and raised their sticks and acknowledged the audience. You see that, Chris Bork? That's what you do. Prick. Anyway, good to see Lewington back. Good to see Ness back. And we wish him all the success. We, we, we really do. So we go into it in the third. We know we're better. We're no, we know we can hang with Providence. And then something happened. The legs started to go. Providence had... One, a half step more on the Bears. And this is the frustrating part. Because we know we could get them. But the legs weren't there. We were one and done inside the zone. We'd throw the puck into the zone. Providence would beat us to it. Dump and chases. Goalie would get to it first. And what Providence did is that if even if the Bears were to get possession, they were staple gun to the boards. They were pressured on the blue line. And any centering pass had sticks in the lane. In other words, typical freaking Providence. And we should have seen this coming. The Bears tried to get a puck out of the zone. And it was a lazy pass by Lucas Johansson. Gets stolen by Fudin at the point. Thrown to Fogarty. 2-0 Providence. 2-0. Late in the game. Everybody's heading to the exits with about two minutes and change to go. And I can't believe we didn't see this. My buddy Jesse pointed this out, and I had to see it for myself because Providence did what Providence always does. And we let our own bias get in the way of they pushed us to the boards and they pressured us out in the blue line and gave you nothing in the middle. They they fought us in the corners. Every single time, that's what Providence does. 
And I know this was the last team we saw before the world went crazy and shut down a year, almost a year and a half ago. But that team was different. This was a Bears team that fought to the end. But the Bears squad this night, I don't know. Was it the travel? Were we a little too beaten up? But nothing worked against Providence. Same old results. New packaging. Same product against Providence. Zeros, zeros, zeros. An empty netter by Wagner. Sealed it. 3 nothing. Good night. And drive home safely, as Providence would like to say. And the Bears go down 3-0 on a Saturday night in a pretty jam-packed house there at Giant Center. And oh boy, oh boy, were the crowds ready. And I was ready. And we're going to take a short break and have a word from our sponsor right after this. This is the Grit and Barrett Podcast, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. But before we continue on the Grit and Barrett podcast, it's time to talk about DraftKings Sportsbook. Now I know, Bears fans, the past couple weeks you've heard me yammer on about the National Football League through DraftKings. Well, they've had their time the past couple weeks, and it's time to talk the NHL season. And it's underway with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the National Hockey League has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. Oh, it's true. It's you-know-what true. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. Doesn't matter if it's a kneeling one-timer, a greasy, gritty, grimy, dirty, filthy in front of the net goal, or even an empty netter. Those do happen. However they light the lamp, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state, and you know who you are, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for big cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with your first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Throw down $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net. It's you a big win with promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook and a first-show sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, PA only, new customers only. Minimum $5 deposit, $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And now, back to our originally scheduled programming. And we're back here on the Grit and Barrett podcast. A little word from our sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook. I have to do it because (laughs) they pay us too. Anyway, thank you, DraftKings, for sponsoring this podcast. So, Saturday night leaves a bad taste in everyone's mouth. And this started something. This is where fans started coming out of the woodwake and started saying, oh, well, what's wrong with this team? We're, we're, we're better than this. We can't use the excuse of injuries anymore. Where's the scoring depth? Where's the talent? Where's the... Where's the beef, in a way? You remember that old Wendy's commercial? Hey, where's the beef? 
you are I'm showing my age. Shut up. And you know what? I couldn't really sorry everyone, stupid phones acting up. You know what? I couldn't really argue. Because Bet Fred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Bet Fred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Bakers, fresh for everyone. I was ready, and partially was, still am, to rip this team a proverbial new one. Because I think, and after hearing Scott Allen's post-game presser on Saturday night, he wants to build a defensively-based team I know over the past two seasons the seasons we've seen a Bears team that puts points on the board because we had the talent Riley Sutter Cody Clark Matt Molson the grizzled veteran bringing it all together Connor McMichael Protoss um Leeson and others that are able to be fast and bury pucks in net and darn good forechecking, if I don't say so myself. Shane Gersich turning into an annoying, pesky two-way winger and all that. We were sold at the beginning of the season that this was a high-powered, offensively-based team that was going to put pucks in the net and challenge for a title. And that was before August 7th when Scott Allen you know, was hired before Carberry left. You know, Carberry did such a good job here, he got demoted to Toronto. <laughs> but we didn't know what Scott Allen was going to bring to the table. We, did, we, we don't know what type of system he, he wants. And honestly, Saturday night was the first time I heard what this guy wanted to do. He wants to be in a defensive-based team. Not that there is anything Wrong with that. And it kind of makes sense for a lot of the signings. Franzen. Um, Mickelrath. Yannick Turcote. A big a big defensive boy. More emphasis on Eddie Whitko. Um, Michael Kempney. You know, veteran defenseman. This is a team that's going to be strong on, on the back end. That's what Scott Allen wants to play. Now at least so far with the Bears on Saturday night, this team had been overhyped and as of right now, under-delivered. I know, 4-2-2-1. Two, two, First team problems. We're only third in the division. What's the problem? I know. We're third in the division. We shouldn't bitch. Because you look at teams like Lehigh and 
it, I say Providence lovingly, but somebody's got to be in the bottom two in the division. You look at them, and you're like, you could be worse, we could be them. But it just feels like this team's too offensively gifted for guys who should be scoring. Guys like Snively, Scarbosa taking a bigger step forward. Matt Molson's only got one point on the season, and there are some times he looks lost out on the ice. And our goalies, God bless them, they are stealing games. Stealing! Tell, I tell ya. If it wasn't for Fukali, Lord knows what our record would be. And yeah, last night, Saturday night, snapped a four or five game point streak. Well, don't you always say get points now, get good later? Yes. Yes. But when you have overtime losses, shootout losses, and you're consistently doing enough enough just to get a point, when some games you should be getting two, these start to show. And I know, I know Bears fans. There are some things that have happened this season that are beyond our control. Injuries in D.C. We can't control that. You know, Backstrom got surgery. We knew this was going to happen. We didn't know Anthony Mata was going to get freaking shoulder surgery. T.J. Oshie's in a walking boot for the second straight week. I should know. Hockey Trolls still has the shrine going to him, praying to the hockey gods for him to get healthy. Every time somebody on the Capitals gets injured, we have to hold our breath because we wonder, who's next? Who's going to get called up? Next man up depletes us. And plus, we're missing one very important element that we thought we were going to have this year. Das Wunderkin, Connor McMichael. This was supposed to be his year in Hershey to fine-tune and develop. And at maximum, he jumped back and forth between Hershey and Washington because the kid is that damn good. And because of these circumstances, he stayed in D.C. He's been getting time. Scored his first NHL goal this past Wednesday on the road. And at least for me, and I know we've got two other Capitals podcasts on this channel, and I pray to God that I'm wrong. I don't think he's coming to Hershey, Bears fans. I don't think he's going to. And I'm sorry if I'm being melancholy or melodramatic, but damn, I was hoping to get one full season with this kid of someone who, can, who is magical with the puck, who can do great things. But nope, you're going to have to make do with what you got. This reminds me of a scene in Game of Thrones when uh, Tyrion Lannister, Peter Dinklage, you know who it is, he is, it's at the end of one of his schemes where he's trying to find out where one of the spies in his sister's court is. This is in the second season, by the way. My favorite one. And um, he says to the guards, you know, what he wants to do to this spy. And he says, you know, you know, what do we do with him? Nah, cut off his hand and feed it to the goats. 
one of the guards goes, There are no goats here, half man. Those are the exact words. Please don't hate me. And he says, he just looks at the guards with his great attitude of his and says, Then make do. I feel like that's with us. Go out there and score goals. Make stars. But there are no stars here. Then make do. Must I do everything? And that led to Sunday afternoon against a Springfield team with heavy travel and slow legs and the Bears in the same boat. Hold on a little sip of Perrier here. The Springfield Thunderbirds come to town. And 7-0-2, the Bears are trying to right the ship. I know, first world problems. But even those teams go through something like this on a Sunday afternoon at Giant Center. And uh, it's a real high crowd here at Giant Center. And I could easily walk around the concourse. Three o'clock start right after daylight savings time ended. Mm-mm. So early on, it's 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 uh, it's it's Lingren and Fukali again. Let's get at it. Early on in the first, Lingren runs into a little bit of trouble. Where actually Matt Molson runs into him. Lingren's down. Oh boy! In comes Scarboso with the rebound. Shot scores. Power play goal for the Bears as Michael gets it in. Lingren pops up. Hey hey hey! He hit me. He they, they touched me. I, I couldn't get back into position. That shouldn't count. Well, you see there, Charlie. <laughs> you see your center right there? Yeah, he hit Molson, who fell into you. You know, that's your own dumb teammate's fault. So, mm, mm. sorry, not sorry. Goal stands, one nothing, Hershey. All right. I like this. You want to get on the board, get on this team early. And then uh, later on in the period, the the puck goes toward the Springfield zone. Actually, the Springfield bench. You know, the guys are getting a line change, trying to dig the puck out of the corner. There's a whole bunch of bodies. Puck squirts out. There's Joe Snively in the offensive zone all alone. Wait, what? What? Snively in on a breakaway. Deeks backhand. Scores! Wow! He did... The, the, the puck was at the bench. It was at the bench for one second. Now it's in the zone and Snively was all alone. Lingren's going, oh no. Oh no. Oh jeepers. In the net. 2 nothing. An early jump on this squad. Yes. This is what you got to do to Springfield. Let's punch him in the mouth early. And we're going to get this team. We're going to get into the second. We're going to feel fine until Doug Joshua, the man with two first names, just throws one in. On Fukali and uh, went underneath him. Just turn around, shot, throws it, and it's into the net. 2-1 Spring, 2-1 Hershey. Okay, fine. They weren't going to make this easy. Another power play late in the period. And who got it again? Who scored? Todd, 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 Todd. Just Scott right there. Winds, fires, and it deflects off of Scott and into the net. 2-2. After two. <laughs> Great. It's just what we need against this Springfield team. But um Oh! <laughs> oh, I'm 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 sorry, everyone. I uh <laughs> I skipped ahead a bit. I kind of forgot a little 
important detail about this game. I'm sorry. I got ahead of myself. The Bears saw the return of a defender in this game. Someone we've been very excited and waiting to come back to Hershey. Because seeing him in a Bears uniform in the for the first time since March 2020. Bobby King Nardella is back. The, Irish, the product of Notre Dame. Irish baby was back in a Bears uni. Number 37 was back after spending an entire year overseas getting some international hockey in because <laughs> he didn't know if there was going to be a season here or not. He was rehabbing during the preseason and uh, and now he's back with the Bears. And believe you me, he was trying to score. He really was. And it was really great to see him. But I'm sorry I forgot to mention this. This game just had a whole lot going on. Early on in the first, this Springfield guy, you know, while Nardella was collecting the puck near the boards, just comes in, lowers his shoulder, and just railroads him. Ooh, that was a rough hit. Nardella's down, and in comes Kale Kessie. Why, you little, you little, come on, come, go, come on, go. And the ref's like, hey, 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 no, I'm not going to fight you. He goes, all right, all right, all right, I'm cool, I'm cool. I'm not going to fight him. I'm going to fight this guy over here. Come on, come on, let's go, come on, come on. You hit one of our guys, come on, who wants to go? Who, who thinks they're tougher than me? Who, who? And unfortunately, that kind of negated a Hershey power play they were going to get. Yeah. Yeah, it was one of those games. Inconsistent refing and hard hits. Yeah, hard to believe that happens on a Sunday. Anyway, sorry I forgot all of, all of that early on. Let's go back to the action. Or if you watch stuff on Netflix, just hit the live button and you're back to live action. We go into the third, 2-2. And... Early on, another power play for the Thunderbirds. And long shot gets in and just pinballs around off the goalie. And Fukali sees it, tries to snatch it up like, I got it, I got it. I don't got it. I, Logan Brown's got it. Logan Brown plays for Springfield and just knocks it into the net. Pinballs around in the crease. Fukali tried to cover it, completely missed, and it's 3-2 Springfield. Great. Just great. We've hit the two-goal wall, and throughout most of the third, I thought, all right, who's going to step up? Who's going to step up? As the Yu-Gi-Oh! album once said, step up, step up. Who's it going to be? Step up, step up. Who is it? Come on. You, know, you guys want me to write a narrative about this team being offensively challenged? I can do that. I can do that. You, you want to give the old barn hockey show a ton of material on Monday to run with? With Frank having to do hardly any work to craft a narrative? Go on. Lose this game 3-2. I'm up in the corner playing WWE Champions on my phone with the showdown event. I did it through half the game on Saturday night. I'll do it again here. Come on, guys. Who's going to do it? Molson? Who? A couple minutes later, Alexiev enters the zone. It's a mutated three-on-two. Just looks over. Is that Kale Kessie? Yes, it is. Shot scores! And we're tied! Kale freaking Kessie! 
You see, when he doesn't take stupid penalties or dumb fights, he gets it, and we're tied at three. Wow. Okay. Kill. Bottom six scoring. Take it. We'll take it. And the boys in Springfield, it's two teams that are tired on a Sunday. Overtime's looming. How the hell is this one going to finish? And there's one person I didn't mention on this, this, this recap so far, but whose work was really good on Sunday. And that man's name is Garrett Pilon. Did he score? No, he didn't. Did he get an assist? Uh, checks notes. Uh, no, no, wasn't on the scoreboard. Nope. But what did he do? He went in for 50-50 puck battles behind the net. He had puck handling that forced the defenders either to get out of position or would get penalties. He was out there. He was hustling. He was fighting. He was scraping. And he was clawing. He was hustling. And that, my friends, is stuff that you love to see. Guys go out there doing work, digging in. The Bears faithful loved it. And with about four and a half minutes to go, he causes the Falcon, the Falcons, Springfield Falcons, wrong iteration. Pilon takes a puck into the boards, just fights, gets it out of it, and tries to work his way around the defender, pokes the puck by him, and the defender just crunches him into the boards, and he tries to scoot on by to get the puck, and arm up. That's interference. Wait, was it? Interference here. Uh, da, 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 da. It was tripping, actually. My bad. Nope, it was a trip because he reached out and pulled the legs out from underneath him. And why did he do that? Because he was tired and he got beat and Pilon forced him into, into a penalty. You know, if he was a player in the old uh, NHL 13, he'd be getting a ton of off, ton of points for that for his be a pro career. So then there's a power play set of this is where it has to happen, guys. It has to come home. You have to. And the boys, for about the first minute of the power play, just doesn't get anything. But they get back into the zone. You have Alexiev, Scarbosa, Kempney, Snively, and Molson out there. And we're just putting it around the perimeter. Bring it in, boys. Bring it in. Why are there no bodies? Why is nobody freaking moving? Alexiev over to Kepney who just looks, fakes a shot, looks again. Come on, Kepney. Is it going to be him? He hasn't scored as a bear yet. Wines, fires, big rebound, scores, scores. Joe Snively in front of the net, backs it in, pass Lindgren. They got it. Power play goal for the Bears with 3.30 left in the game. Joe Snively puts it past, power play goal, 4-3 Hershey. Go on, lads. Yes! And will that be enough? What more will it take? And the Bears, this is it. All right, can we finally hand this team its first loss? Springfield starts pressing. We're getting under the two, near the two-minute mark. The Bears play a little bit more in the Springfield offensive zone. Tick, 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 tick. Get that clock down, and off comes hefty lefty. Off comes Lindgren. 90 seconds to go. Long shot in, covered by Fukali. Great stuff out of him. And the next faceoff happens, and the Bears win it, and one of the Thunderbird sticks gets snapped on the faceoff. That's usually a penalty, isn't it? Nope. Nope. 
keep playing, and it drops right into the middle of the zone. And who gets it? Joe Snively throws it down toward the empty net. It might be. It could be. It is. That's it. Hat trick. Joe Snively with a hat trick. In Hershey. On come the hats. All 12 of them. Onto the ice. And Joe Snively ices it. 5-3 Hershey. Clock rinds down. It's a formality. And go warm up the bus. Bears win it, 5-3 to three of the final. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Springfield. As John Walton would say, Bears win it and get three points on the weekend. The three stars of the game, Alexiev with two assists, Kale Kessie with the tying goal, and Joe Snively, hat trick and game winner, huzzah all around. And well, <laughs> I could have said, you know, well, this team lost to Springfield and this team just can't crack the two-goal barrier. There's no offense on this team. Well, for one night, the Bears beat that narrative. And we also got some news during this game. AJ, Axel Janssen-Fialbi, AJF, is going to D.C. He didn't play on Sunday. Another injury? Fresh legs? Nope. Capitals want him. Well, Capitals, take care of him. And I hope by the time this podcast drops on Tuesday, he is still up there. Maybe they just want to see what they got out of him. I don't know, but good luck to you, kid. Hope you find success up there. And uh, don't forget any of us. And uh, just do us a favor, AJ. When you see Connor McMichael, just um, print a FedEx sticker and send him down to Hershey. Just saying. So that was it for the boys this weekend. Overtime loss, loss, and a win. Three points out of six, all in division. So let me just bring this up here. And we'll go around the standings in the Atlantic. All right, so we will start at the bottom. Lehigh still down there with six points on the season. They actually got two wins over the weekend. They got their first win a shutout win over the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins on Wednesday, and they took a split down there in Charlotte, but one of those losses was an absolute shellacking 7-3 to on a Saturday. Jury's still out about this squad, but you got a win. You got two wins this weekend, so that's a good thing. Eh? In seventh place is the Bridgeport Islanders at... Uh, with 10 points, but 455 at 7-5-0-2. Don't know what to make of these guys yet, and we're not going to see them until January. Charlotte at 4-4-4 four, four and four at 500 mark with them, a team that is offensively gifted, but a lot of travel this early on in the season and a lot of division games. We'll see more out of them. Wilkes-Barre, boy, they slid big, big this week, was third, now fifth at 5-4-0-1. and one. With 550 <coughs> uh, points percentage. Now, me and the guys are saying this. We need to keep an eye on Wilkes-Barre over the next couple weeks. We're not going to see them till December. But when we do, in December and January, we have a 10-game set against them. All spread out, though. But we have a feeling that Wilkes-Barre could be frauds. Because they played a lot against Lehigh, who ain't that good, siphon points off of them. Which, again, not that good. And they've ran into some really good teams 
like Hartford and Charlotte and Providence and have gone down and gone down hard. So frauds, maybe. Providence is at six is at five fifty six. That puts them ahead. Wilkesbury, they're starting to get their oats and find themselves. They could always get dangerous. Hershey in third at six six fifty at five two two and one. Lots of loser points over the past couple weeks, but um, it's what's keeping them around. They're in the top four, or should I say, in the first round four, which at this point would be. Hershey versus Charlotte in a best of three, and Providence versus Wilkes-Barre in a best of three. Don't ask. In the by two, in the top two would be Hartford at seven three and one. I'm not ready to buy into them at six eighty two, but we'll see about that on Saturday. And still number one in the Atlantic and in your hearts, the Springfield Thunderbirds at eight hundred seven zero and two. Good for number one. They're deep. They're talented, and they're dangerous. A team to watch. So that was around the Atlantic Division. We're not going to cover the rest because, well, we've covered a lot on this podcast with a 3-3. and So thank you to everyone this week. And programming note, this Saturday, coming this Saturday to the Hockey Podcast Network YouTube channel, yours truly will be doing a watch-along because the Hockey Podcast Network this year is putting more emphasis on on their YouTube channel, watch-alongs, takeaway videos, breaking news. And we've gotten a handful of games underneath our belts. We did a breaking news for the Jack Eichel trade, uh, three best, three worst teams for October, etc., etc. And it's been good. It's been good. Not enough to get monetized yet. But, you know, we're, uh, we're getting there. And... This weekend, this Saturday, I'm going to throw my hat into the ring as we are going to do a watch-along of the Hershey Bears versus the Hartford Wolfpack. Yep, yours truly will be doing a watch-along 7 o'clock-ish there on YouTube. Please drop by and watch us, and we will have a good time. This Saturday night, 7 o'clock on the YouTube channel Check us out then. That'll do it for the Grit and Barrett podcast this week. Thank you to everyone. You know, have yourself a great week. We'll see you Friday for the Friday face-off. Go Bears, and I'll catch you next time. Thank you for downloading this episode of the Grit and Barrett podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you are currently listening to. If you are listening on Apple or Google, please leave us a five-star review as it appeases our algorithm overlords. If you enjoyed this podcast, please check out the Hockey Podcast Network, where there is a podcast for each and every NHL team. We also cover the American Hockey League. They have a podcast about college hockey and all the ins and outs of the hockey world. If you wish to know more about our parent club, please check out the official Caps Chirps podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network as they cover all things Washington Capitals. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Grit and Barrett P1 on Twitter. That's at Grit and Barrett P1 on Twitter. This podcast is dedicated to the memory of Patricia Blosser, who passed away on December 5th, 2020 to dementia and COVID. The show is also dedicated to all of the Hershey Bears friends, fans, and family who lost their lives to cancer. Cancer sucks. Thank you once again for listening to the Grit and Barrett podcast, 
and go Bears! Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF.